Yes, come on. Let's dance. If you insist. Would you like to dance with me? Yes. Moon Podcast Escalation! Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime to talk about why it is that we love it so much. And we have, we got a real weird one today. I, I honestly think this might be the weakest of, uh, of S so far, but it's still got a lot to talk about, believe me. Uh, we're going to be watching Sailor Moon Episode 95, Let Moon Help With Your Love Problems, and it's going to be good. And to help us talk about that, we have a very special guest here on the show this week. Uh, We have Christy O'Brien Murphy. Christy, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're going to get into your history with Sailor Moon in a little bit, but you are someone who may already be familiar to a lot of our listeners because you gave us the pizza coffee shirt. (sighs) Ah. I I baked it fresh right in my own oven with love and caffeine for all of you. It's it's a it's such a nice design. I love how I love how it looks like the the actual like I love that you actually drew what the building looks like. It's so perfect. It's just thank you. It's I mean I did it because I wanted a pizza coffee shirt, and I just I love like logos for fictional businesses. And this was a really fun, like, opportunity to make something like that. That's really great, right? Like, that's my, like, look, nerd shirts are terrible. (laughs) I think we can all agree. Except the nerd shirts that we sell at sailorbusiness.ttoki.com. I mean, like, I don't know. I wear a lot of nerd t-shirts, dude. I know you do. I know you do. Wow. Uh, but but the yeah, best the, the listeners of... don't know that this is like we're starting recording now after just minutes and minutes of you just ripping on me for no reason. How could you say that? I said I was your best friend. <laughs> yes. Uh, the biggest insult you've ever told me. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unforgivable. I feel like I just walked in on a couple fighting. What? <laughs> Should I go home? Do we have no, a hashtag fine. for us, Chris? Or I don't think we do. No, we don't. We do not. <laughs> we will not. No, but what I was saying is like, Nerd shirts can be like really terrible because it can just be like like just like basic uh mashup stuff. But like the logos for fictional businesses, especially like super obscure ones. I mean yeah. clearly you you've seen like the the Sailor Business T-shirt club. It's what we're very into. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So do you have other like have you ever designed other uh fictional uh business logos or was this was this your first shot at it this was the first i want to do more of it i i'm in the process of actually trying to like gather a bunch of stuff together to put together a store so hopefully i will have all kinds of awesome merchandise available soon but yeah like this show definitely 
inspired me. Um, in addition to the pizza coffee, like I really want to do a Pension Adams shirt too. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Uh, well, I was going to okay. say, like, might I suggest all of Sailor Moon season one <laughs> for all of your fake business needs? Chanelas, clock stars. Yeah. There was actually, I forget if it was this episode or the next one, but just in the background for like half a second, you see a sign for a store called Rock in Chair. I missed that. <laughs> wow. I have to keep my eyes out for that. It's, uh, I, I probably won't do a shirt for that, but I love the idea that it's like you, you go in, it's just a rock sitting there in a chair. <laughs> Truth in advertising. It's a rock for your chairs. I've seen them in Sky Mall. I wish Osa P had a better name because like, that's just not that interesting. All yeah, right. I... Good, good. <laughs> Sorry, good go ahead. Thought. Um, yeah, I don't have anything to add to that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, OCP is so uninteresting, it stops the podcast cold. Well, Christy, uh, again, I want to thank you for that design. It's We've had so many like really, really uh, great designs come through with our, uh, with our Sailor Business T-shirt club. And uh, I hope everybody is getting their Bob Floys as they hear this and is very excited about those. But yeah, like those, those have been a real blast to to have, and I really want to thank you for being one of the the great artists who contributed to that. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, I'm glad you guys liked it so much. It was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. Oh, actually, now, we don't. We, Bob Floy yeah. is over uh, for sure. Yeah, people should be getting their Bob Floy shirts. I oh, think you about mean now. getting we're, them? We're a that, couple weeks in the past when you're hearing this. There should be a, a final entry to the uh, to the Sailor Business T-shirt club going up right now before it goes on. Uh, before it goes away for a while, M- maybe forever, <laughs> we'll figure it oh, out. I didn't know it was going away. Yeah, well, it's, uh, if people haven't heard, unfortunately, we're going to have to, uh, at least for a little while, shut down the, the monthly t-shirt club. But there could be some ways that we could uh, we could make up for it. We've talked about doing uh, t-shirts as rewards for Patreon backers. We've talked about just putting stuff up on uh, a, uh, what is it, Tee Public and a Tee Public yeah. store, which yeah, apparently okay. Jordan already has one that I didn't know about. Yeah, if you want some anti Ayn Rand stuff, you can go check it out under the name Crackshot with a zero for an O. <laughs> uh, we we, we should just make a sailor business one. Yeah, we know you absolutely should, and, and that way, I mean, that way people could even have the shirts, uh, be able to buy the shirts for longer than a month, which I'm sure they would love. But 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 the people who were in the OG limited time only uh, sailor business T-shirt club, they will always know that they are they are the true believers. Absolutely. If anyone comes up to me with an original pizza coffee shirt, I will sign it. Wow. Awesome. All right. Where will they find you? That, oh, I don't know. That's a good question. Because <laughs> I have terrible conphobia and never go to any of them. But if we run into each other on the street. <laughs> okay. If I, I saw somebody on the street wearing a Sailor Business t-shirt, I would like flag them down. Because I, I told well, you that like happened about- to me. That happened to me at, uh, at at a King of Trios this year. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh, yeah. "That's me! I I, I I do that thing." <laughs> I like the idea that that they won't know who you are uh, because they don't necessarily know where and when you are, uh, Christy. But you'll be walking down the street and just see someone with pizza coffee shirt, and you're just going to be like, <laughs> I'll just "I'm come signing running it. at them with a marker." Yep, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> uh, so, Christy, now that we have talked about uh, your history with Sailor Business. Uh, why don't we talk a little bit about your history with Sailor Moon? Okay. Um, my history with Sailor Moon, it started when I was 
I think like nine or ten. Uh, it was my cousin who introduced me to it. She was babysitting me at the time. And she saw it was on TV, and she was like, oh, it's Sailor Moon, we have to watch this, this show is great. And I I was just like, what? What is, why do you want to watch a show about sailors? That sounds really boring. Uh, but she made me watch it anyway, and I owe her a big debt of gratitude for that. I immediately got obsessed with it, but I, I think... I definitely had the problem I think a lot of people had where it was on like the local access channel and they kept changing what time it would play. So I just kind of couldn't find it after a while. Where did you grow up? Uh, Southeast Pennsylvania. Okay. Okay. But where was I going with that? Oh, but also like I was one of the weirdos who didn't really have a group of friends that I would play Sailor Moon with. Sorry, weirdos is probably the wrong way to describe that, but that just like wasn't a (laughs) thing that happened for me. I don't know. I think I tried to introduce other kids to it, but no one else was really interested. Aww. So it wasn't until... Did they have the same reaction that you did at first, where they were like, (laughs) why are you watching this show about sailors? I I think they did, yeah. I think it was like, oh, what is this? A color-coded team of superheroes that fight monsters? That sounds dumb. Let's go play Power Rangers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You should have just said, no, they're sailors, you know, like Donald Duck. (laughs) Does anyone like Donald Duck? Uh, Yeah, yes, Uh, he's awesome. I like Donald Duck. Oh. Wow, Chris, we agree. That's so unusual. I am a, I am a, a big. Uh, I'm a big uh, Duck fan. I'm a big uh, Carl Barks guy. I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't know this was that Listen, kind of crowd. It's totally unforgivable, but we'll work around it. Yeah, yeah, Please we'll go forgive on. you. No, I, we won't forgive you. Unforgivable. That's what that means. Uh, but yeah, then it wasn't until like middle school I finally made a friend that was also super into it, and we both. We're more into the manga, I think, because that was the thing that was a lot cheaper and easier to get your hands on back then. So that was the version of Sailor Moon that I most got into. But even so that... when when would this have been? Would this have been like around the late nineties? Yeah, this would have been like right around late nineties, very early two thousands. Okay. So you were you would have been reading like Sailor Moon in that initial big manga boom. Yes. Where it oh, was yeah. one of the I first the, series uh, to be kind the of mixed versions where her name was Bunny. Yes. Right. Which I've talked funny. about. We've talked about Bunny before. We love Bunny. I no, I think that is the perfect name for her. Like that is that is a perfect match for her personality. And that was back when it was uh, uh left to right as well, right? I think so. I, I don't sure. have the comics here. I left those back at home when I moved out. But I got a new set, so it's uh, I'm not without Sailor Moon. Excellent. So, but yeah, that. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was going to say, what scout was your favorite scout, and is it uh, still the same favorite scout? It's. I think it is. It, it fluctuated a bit, but um, whenever, like when I was a kid, the nerd character on any ensemble show was always my favorite. So Amy was definitely my favorite because I was like, oh, she's so cute and she's smart, and I love that. It's. And she I, had blue hair, so she, obviously. Ah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've never really talked about that too much, have we? The, the fact hair? that Amy has blue hair. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I was actually just thinking it as I said it. She's the only one of the the inner senshi, uh, unless you are really dedicated to the idea of uh, of Ray having purple hair, who has like the the classic like you know anime protagonist hair, <laughs> in that she she has a hair color that one does not usually find in nature. Yeah, I mean, we're, I, I I obviously we're not meant to believe she's like secretly punk and dyeing her hair blue. She just has naturally blue hair in that world. I, I don't know. I think I'd kind of like to believe that that's Amy's rebellious streak. Like, otherwise, she's the perfect student. She just dyes her hair blue. <laughs> Maybe. 
Um, so she's she's always been your favorite the whole time, pretty much. Or? Pretty much. I uh, as a as a jerky teenager, I gravitated more towards Ray, but I've come back from that. <laughs> so then. did you kind of stick with Sailor Moon like for your entire like? Has, has there ever been a time when you drifted away or, or and came back, or was it just always a constant presence? It's uh, I did drift away in college just because I had no time for anything other than classes, but I came back to it afterwards. That's a very Amy answer. <laughs> it was um, it was also like because I was buying the manga in middle and high school, and I was just kind of at the mercy of like my allowance and whatever was in stock, like at the local borders. I I got it completely haphazard and out of order, so I just had a bunch of random issues. And never, never finished the full series, actually, until the show came out on Hulu and I watched it all that way. Sure. So you have watched the entire show. I have watched the entire show. I haven't read all of the manga yet. I just finished S. Oh, is the, is the whole series now up on Hulu? Yes. I, I didn't realize yeah. they had finished already. It's the, the whole thing's up, and, and the uh, as we have previously said, uh, the dubs seem to be coming right along. Uh, S Volume One is out now. I have not gotten my copy yet. Uh, like I said, we're recording this a couple weeks in the past, uh, but that is on the way. And then, as we mentioned uh, last week, to some considerable fanfare, uh, Sailor Moon R the movie is coming to theaters with a new dub. Oh yeah, uh, I heard about that in January. Oh, did you see the? Did you see the um, the questionnaire that that I retweeted? Uh, no. There was a questionnaire by the the people putting the movie out, being like, "Would you go? Where do you live? Like, what version would you want to see in theaters? The dub or the sub or the etc." Did you did you tweet that from the that Sailor out. Business account? I did. Okay, good, good. I'm sorry, Christy. We keep getting distracted from your <laughs> from your story of, of your history with Sailor Moon. I mean, that was about the end of it. I got distracted too. Um, yeah, it's, there was, there was actually a long period because after college, I just kind of forgot about it for a bit. And it was actually my husband, Chris, getting me into this podcast that really got me back into the world of Sailor Moon. Oh, well, I'm glad we could help. That's right. Because you and I actually have a connection through him in that, uh, your husband, Chris, and I used to work together at a uh, comics alliance. Yes. Oh, that's, that's how I weaseled my way in here. <laughs> I think you I think you could have just sent us the pizza coffee design and I would not yeah. have asked for any further credentials. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So a couple um, of so to run down a couple of the the traditional sailor business uh questions. The yes. controversies uh, that we have here on the show. Oh, yes, bring them on. First of all, where do you stand on Memoru? I think he is great in the manga and in Crystal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> not so much a fan on our show. Not, on the show not we're so much in the 90s anime now. Okay, and uh, how do you feel about Cookbook? I am on board. You're I, on board. Good. I am on good. board. I am a cookbooker. But but do you believe that it's <laughs> in the show, or do you just like Are it? Are you asking if I believe in the power of love? <laughs> because I do. Well, you've got to believe in the power of love. It gives meaning to each moment. It's what our hearts are all made of. But um, I was just trying to see if, it, if you think it's textual or or being read into the text. I I think there is subtext to support it, but I do think you have to be looking for it. Cuz I it actually that's another thing that it never even crossed my mind until I started listening to this show and then I was like, "Oh, yes, that is perfect and it is great and thank you for opening my eyes." It is the arrow in the FedEx logo. It is <laughs> 
once someone tells you it's there, it's the only thing you can see. And I gotta say, we're gonna be seeing some later today. Oh, yes. In I, well, this I know particular what, episode. Yeah, this week and next week. We're both both times we're gonna be talking. Yes, about that, it. that's part of why I requested these episodes. Oh. Yes, that's right. You uh you asked for these, which is which is nice. Instead of just having them randomly assigned <laughs> over the I course mean, of us. That also could have been a fun assignment. How about the uh the thankfully currently absent Chibi Moon? I because I never saw all of the anime when it was on TV, I got to know her through the manga, so oh, I'm sure. fine with her. She's okay there. Nine hundred years old. She is nine hundred years old. <laughs> So, is the uh, did you say that the manga was your preferred version of the show, or, or yes. of the Sailor Moon uh, of the of, story? I guess the incarnation. Yes, I do think a big part of that was that I was reading it as a like fourteen through sixteen year old girl who is the perfect target audience, and the manga does cater a lot more to that. I was reading it uh, kind of as a way to. I, I was very much a tomboy when I was younger and like girly stuff. I was like, ew, that's gross. I don't want any of that. But then I got introduced to Sailor Moon and I was like, oh, this is a bunch of badass, fashionable girls fighting monsters and also having romances. And I really like this and want to know more about it. I, I so you would say seven. that you were you were equally attracted to the show because of the fighting evil by moonlight and the winning love by daylight. Oh, yes. well, uh, Christy, that's fantastic. And uh, I am glad to have you on the show, and I am excited to talk to you about these episodes. <laughs> but before we get into those, we have a Uh-oh. little bit of sailor business to take care of. Sailor business or sailor business business? Uh, say, well, it's not selling boats, which I, I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Occasionally, I will just like search like Twitter or Tumblr oh, for sailor business okay. to see if anybody's that talking about it. <laughs> I'll check and see, you know, if anyone's talking about it. It's always like half people talking about Sailor Moon and half like literal fishermen talking about the business of sailing. You know, that's funny. It's funny that the sailor part is what screws you up when you're Googling that because it's the business part that screws up. Well, I mean, it doesn't screw up my life, but it's the part that gets in my way because, because I registered sailorbusiness.com, I get lots of phone calls trying to loan me money for my business, <laughs> which is hilarious. Just to help you buy a boat. Sure. Of course. <laughs> gotta gotta buy that boat, my man. Uh, uh, this anyway. is sailor business business. This is uh, some stuff that I need to talk about this week. I actually forgot to mention this last week, so uh, oh. I, I sent a, an email of apology already, and then I leaned against my desk in the traditional act sorry pose. Okay. Uh, listener Lee Izumi sent me a box of Sailor Moon stuff from the nineties. This was apparently uh, she was moving. And this is apparently her collection of Sailor Moon stuff from the 90s. And I sent, I, I sent some pictures to, uh, I, I think, Jordan, uh, oh, Shannon yeah, Manor, right. Betty, and, uh, and uh, Annie. And it's like, it is a giant, if anyone has ever worked in a comic book store, it's a diamond box full of stickers, coloring book pages, uh, playing cards... Uh, Japanese books, pens, like every like cinema mangas, everything you could want, like weird nineties ephemera wise. I have now. Oh, cinema manga is that where they just took stills from the show and like put text bubbles on it? That's exactly or I it. Something else. Okay. 
That was a phenomenon that always baffled my mind. I mean, I, it makes sense for, like, I guess something that doesn't have a comic book version, but if you're taking stills from a cartoon that are made from a comic and turning it back into a comic, that just seems like a lot of effort to go through for something you don't really need to do. Yes. It, they, yeah, they are very difficult to understand. How far are uh, these pictures to you, Christy? Yeah, oh. you absolutely should. Man. I am currently holding a Puchaco sticker album, uh, Puchaco being uh, oh, a, a Sanrio character, uh, that is just full of random Sailor Moon stickers that, by the last two pages, then turn into Evangelion and Magic Knight Ray Earth <laughs> stickers, as is the way of such things. And uh, am I right in seeing that one of those pictures is of a, a piece of fan art? Yeah, there's look, there's fan art in here. There's there's so much stuff. Like I think we could literally uh, do. Like she sent me a watercolor that she did. Yeah, that's uh, what I was looking at. Yeah, it's and it's all so amazing and so fantastic. They're these giant storybooks, like for tiny babies from the nineties. But the thing that I really want to talk about right now is okay. that uh, I was also sent. I would say maybe. A couple hundred cards from the Sailor Moon collectible card game. Whoa. And oh, yeah. Avocado. Yeah, and I sent, I sent Jordan a couple pictures of these. There's cards for basically every monster from seasons one and two. Uh, that is under impressive. Under their, uh, uh, under their uh, American names. So we have, for instance, uh, Avocado instead of Avocadora. <laughs> Do they give you, favorite. like, stats and backstories on them or anything? There's no backstories, but there are, like, oh. these are, are trading card game cards. So there are, like... They have powers, uh, yeah. yeah. They have, like, powers and abilities that you can see. Yeah, they I just wondered if, like, classic. someone had had the job of having to come up with backstories for all of these monsters. Well, here's the thing. Oh, Some I of wish. them do have quotes. Like, I'm holding the uh, negative <laughs> energy shield card right now, which is uh, uh, Wicked Lady's Umbrella. Uh, and so it has a quote on here. What goes? He's absorbing all of my energy, uh, which is apparently spoken by Sailor Jupiter in episode 31. Uh, but the best card that I was able to find is the Molly Osaka card, who has the ability unlimited energy. <laughs> nice. Because she, she is an endless source of energy for your uh, Sailor Scouts or your Dark Kingdom monsters. Oh man, uh, I'm checking out these pictures now. This is pretty cool. Yeah, all of this stuff is amazing. Lee, thank you so much for sending this over. It's such great stuff that I feel like we could do an entire series of bonus episodes just going through this box. But I feel like that would be the thing that Jordan and I would have to be in the same place to, to do. Probably. But, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get some real good Patreon money, and, and Sailor Business Con will happen at some point. Uh, oh, also, there's a card for Luna, and oh, you like, sent me that. Yeah. So the like the cards all have like categories. Like uh, Ninjana here, she's a Negaverse Yoma monster. Zoocyte is a Negaverse villain. Uh, Vulturos is a Doom Tree Cardian monster. Molly's a person. There's a Luna card that identifies Luna as a person. And I find that very upsetting. Well, at least now you have an answer. <sighs> Pretty definitive, yeah. She's uh, not in the role-playing game, is she? Uh, Luna, I don't think, is statted in the role-playing game. She can't play be. his Luna. 
<laughs> but I did. I do have like another copy of that book in this box now. By the way, mm-hmm. so I have another copy of the Sailor Moon role playing game book that uh, I might just. I maybe maybe we'll we'll have a contest and and I'll mail it to somebody. I don't know. But uh, thank you again, Lee. This stuff's amazing, and I will continue talking about it probably for weeks. Uh, there's one more thing that I wanted to read out um, since we talk about a lot of the current Sailor Moon news. This is an article uh, that's on today's uh, AnimeNewsNetwork.com, the internet's most trusted anime news source. Uh, And I I just wanted to read this out to you. 25 years later, Sailor Moon is still protecting us, though the Dark Kingdom's got nothing on real-world dangers. Japan's Ministry of Health, Labor, and Welfare launched a public awareness campaign on Monday to warn of sexually transmitted infections or diseases, such as syphilis, which are spreading rapidly among young females. The ministry turned to the Pretty Guardian herself for 5,000 posters and 156,000 leaflets. It will distribute these through 142 local governments and groups such as the Japan Medical Association, Japanese Society for Sexually Transmitted Diseases, Japan Foundation for AIDS Prevention, and the Japanese Foundation for Sexual Health Medicine at January 15th's coming-of-age ceremonies and other venues. Appropriately, the poster's tagline reads, If you don't get tested, I'll punish you. I mean, I think if you don't get tested, life will punish you. Isn't that the message? <laughs> the yes. ministry asked for and received the cooperation of Sailor Moon creator Naoko Takeuchi since her work is popular, particularly among women in their 20s. But that's not all. The government will also distribute 60,000 condoms in heart-shaped packaging with Sailor Moon <laughs> illustrations. What? Um, the illustrations yeah. are on the packaging, right? <laughs> The illustrations are on the packaging, and it's okay. just like it's it's literally. Uh, we should we should link to this. Uh, no, Jordan, I expect it from <laughs> Allison, but not from you. I, I did that for Allison. Uh, I just sent you guys the link so that you could check this out. It's really just you know a a Naoko Takeuchi uh, Sailor Moon drawing, and I kind of like. I really love this. Um, Shannon Manor was tweeting about this earlier and said that like this is this is the perfect kind of like real world activism for Sailor Moon as a character to be a part of because of course like she would you know she's a young woman who would be like very positive towards everyone and just want them to be safe and I thought that was cute. I I kind of feel like maybe putting a picture of Chibiusa on the packaging would be a more effective message. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But these are adorable. You know, Chris, that reminds me of the other thing we didn't talk about, which is... <laughs> You're going to have to be a little more specific, Jordan. <laughs> There's only one other thing we've never discussed, which is uh, that Sailor Moon is not only advocating for safe sex, she's advocating for Ford Fusions. That's right. I forgot we didn't talk about that because I wrote it up for Comics Alliance. Oh, uh, they, oh And then we didn't... I, I did actually write about it because uh, it's... It is exactly the kind of I hate it because it's exactly the kind of ad they make where it's like it's like all we have to do is make this and then everyone will talk about it. But it seriously, uh, Sailor Moon dreaming about it's not the Taurus, it's the Fusion, right? The Ford Fusion. Yeah, Ford Fusion. And it's it's I don't literally know, I don't pay attention to cars. Well, it's an overdub using the actual like Viz voice cast for uh, for Sailor Moon and Luna. And it's of the scene where she's uh, looking out her window up at the stars and she's identifying all the constellations. And then one of the constellations is Tuxedo Mask. But in the commercial, instead of being Tuxedo Mask, it is a Ford Fusion, which apparently Sailor Moon is romantically interested in, judging by her reaction. (laughs) It's pretty funny. 
Um, so we're giving away a Ford Fusion on the show. Is that that is definitely not happening. Although, <laughs> although you know what, I'll take a Ford Fusion. Sure. And I, why not? Like, if if you want the uh, the co-signing of the the uh, internet's eighteenth uh, most popular Sailor Moon podcast, but it has to have I, Sailor Moon decorations on the outside of it. Like like it has to be painted. Oh up yeah, it has to come in pink at least. You know uh, what? Absolutely. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's fine. But you still are going to be living where you're living. <laughs> Look, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. Everyone loves Sailor Moon. I hope you're right. I think he's right. <laughs> uh, so with uh, that, I think good. that's all the Sailor business business we have to talk about today. So what do you say we go ahead and get into the episode? Sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Nice. Like I said, we are going to be watching uh, Sailor Moon episode ninety-five. Let Moon help you with your love problems. Now, now that is, are they doing what I did the other episode and just calling her Moon? They are. It's really weird. <laughs> that is strange, right? Yeah, because it's okay. not like her name. Nobody calls her Moon. They call her Sailor yeah. Moon. I they mean, call the other sailors by their planets. That's true. They do. It is like. For some reason, it's way more acceptable for me to call, like, Ami Mercury or call call uh, Makoto Jupiter than it is to call Usagi Moon. Like, that's that seems really... For some reason, that one seems really weird. That is that is a weird one. And I'd be more likely to call Mamoru Tux than Mask. You would be more likely to call him Darian. That's also actually, actually very true. Um, speaking of which, Chris, what do you think uh, the dub, the original Cloverway dub of this episode was called? I'm going to take a wild stab at it. I'm going to say Please. this one is, is not, now, is it the, does it have anything to do with the content of the show? Nope. <laughs> Are you serious? Because my guess was going to be like a the tiny bit. Game. No, yeah, no, you, you wish. It, it it's terrible. Oh, can I take a guess? Yes, please. Uh, just on the on the context that it has nothing to do with the show. Fried shrimp fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish it was. Okay, I'm, I'm, let me see. Uh No, you know what? I, I was going to try to think if there's a hint I could give you. It's never going to happen. The episode is called Blinded by Love's Light. That's a bad title. Yeah. And it's not... Th- yes, there's a thing that lights up at the end. There's a heart that yeah, lights nobody, up. Nobody gets blinded. No. And, like, shouldn't this be, like, you know, like, like uh, at least be, like, Molly and Melvin on the rocks or something? Like, shouldn't it at least have something well, to do with like them? Well, sounds like a good cocktail. Let me tell you something. <laughs> there's a problem... That they had, that they ran into making this episode clearly for the dub. Oh my god, I wasn't even thinking. They don't let they don't let uh, Her- Haruka and Michiru be on the show, do they? Oh, they let them be oh, on the show, yeah, but as a result, that works. as a result, it's a best friend contest. <laughs> <laughs> oh come on, they couldn't have just. They couldn't have I just mean, said that they were entering it to mess with people for a. Well, lot. they do. They also. They. I mean, okay. What they literally say is they say they specifically call out multiple times that they're entering it as a prank. When the when the scouts see them I mean, walking I up. I think they even say that in the dub. They're like, we just came to have some fun, which boo. When the scouts see them walking up, they go, what are they just entering as a prank? And then later they're like, 
hey, we just entered as a prank, so we're out of here. Hey, but then what all are these the questions- heterosexuals doing over here? Entering this as a prank? Some kind of heterosexual prank? Yep. And then, I mean, yeah, I think they say something about it being like a love contest or something like that. But then all the questions are like, find your best friend's hand or what is what how do you feel about your best friend and actually same goes for next episode there's they they have a lot of changing into best friends we're absolutely getting way ahead of ourselves yeah yeah, a little bit that's that's hilarious yep all right well let's go back to it and then go forward to it and uh we'll all get there in good time yeah this episode kicks off with dr tomo professor tomo i mean Oh wait! First of all, in the in the in the in the preview, it says uh, Umino's love is like a hint of lemon on fried shrimp, <laughs> which I was like, okay, sounds good. But the actual Melvin's proper show person, starts, by the way, according to this card. So if anyone was, oh uh, yeah, I mean, did you not think he was a person? You thought he was a person. cat or Melvin? Melvin. And, and his quote I thought he was is, "Nobody will be able to stop me as long as there's life on the internet," which is uh, very. What's his power? Uh, let's see. I, I just I just put them away because I'm organizing these cards compulsively as we talk about the show. Uh, <laughs> Probably won't be a perv bookworm. power because yeah, exactly. Photography yeah. Uh, is so. photography his power? <laughs> Under the table photography. I was trying to be polite. <laughs> so Dr. Tomo, Professor Tomo, I mean, is all pissed off. He's pissed off at uh, Kaylee Knight because he's like. Kelly Knight, you keep screwing this up and losing all these eggs and wasting them. At which point I went, what is she doing something like what? How is she even doing anything? Like she just stands there and watches him shoot them out. Yeah, Look, he's just taking it out no on her. He's the one ruining everything. She's she's just a convenient target. OK, OK. So he's like, a bad she, man. She kind of goes and watches everything happen. But yeah, she has no part in assigning the diamond eggs to anything. It certainly doesn't look that way. I mean, she's there for the conversation, and she'll be like, uh, something about kisses. And he's like, oh, okay. Boop. Uh, just, a, just, a quick, just a quick heads up. There is a card of Zoocyte covered in rats. Yes. No. Yes, what is it called? Is. It's called rats. Oh. <laughs> so is it Zoocyte. just for the rats themselves, then? Zoocyte's just there as a vehicle for them? Uh, it's it's literally just a picture, like a vaguely zoocyte shaped uh, blob of rats with zoocyte's eyes looking out from inside from the uh, infamous uh, Rat Butler episode. And that'll be well, that'll specifically be zoocyte actually, and zoocyte will be a lady. Yes, in those cards. Anyway, I'm sorry. Don't keep stop. No, it's, it's very important to Please make sure we know that's a woman under the pile of rats. Yes, very 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 important. So, okay, so he's like. All right, I'm going to make another egg, uh, but you're probably going to screw this up because the Sailor Guardians keep stopping you, you, ostensibly. It would be pointless. Yeah, he he goes, it would be, I I don't even see the point of sending out another egg. And then he sends out another egg. (laughs) Did did nobody tell them that you have to, like, if you want to make an omelet, you have to break a few eggs? Hey! They should have hired you. Wait, wait, is an omelet monster? They're they're making an omelet called the Holy Grail. That sounds like an expensive omelet. <laughs> so, so Kaylee Knight Kaylee Knight says, uh, "All right, I'm going to oversee this one personally." Which, if I remember correctly, still doesn't mean doing anything. But whatever. She she disappears and drops her coat again. Meanwhile, at the school, Umino is like, "Usagi, come into this very small alleyway, and so we can talk." 
Come on, Jordan, do the voice. <laughs> Serena, you gotta help me because Molly has a problem and she won't tell me something. I think she's cheating on me. What a doofus. And this is a so this is a classic Three's Company episode that we're reviewing, right? <laughs> yeah, this like the whole this whole setup, like the first half of this episode is mega boring. And to be Aww. fair, the episode more than makes up for it in the second half. Like once they yeah, get no, to the affection contest, this thing like takes off on a fucking rocket. But yeah, it's I mean, it's everywhere. But the whole we're going to angst about a problem that we could solve if we just talk to each other. But we're not going to talk to each other because we're angsty teens does does drive me up a wall. It's pretty nuts. Uh, we do get the tasty piece of information but that Melvin cooks her fried shrimp every day. I think that is grounds for her dumping him. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird that it's so weird that Naru died at of uh, a heart attack at at nineteen. It's, it's very upsetting. Every day with the fried shrimp. So he's devastated that she's uh, she's got this this dark secret that she won't share. And so uh, Serena's like, "All right, I'll um, I'll just go ask her if she's got a secret. See how that goes." Yeah, no, no reason this plan would fail. I, I do really like the animation of him just nonchalantly, like, scarfing down a piece of fried shrimp at the end yep. of that shot. It's pretty great. So There's uh, a lot of fun Usagi, No, the animation in this is actually, like, really, really good and really exaggerated and comedic. It's a, it's, it's a super great episode as far as, like, reactions and, and character designs go. Although, there is like, one really bad crowd cycle, though, that caught my eye, like, each time yes. I watched it. Oh, yeah? Oh, I look forward to it. There's it's also so like, a lot of uh, of Naru's midriff in this episode, like an unexpected <laughs> amount. I didn't notice. I I hadn't noticed either. Oh, uh, I'm getting distracted. Fine. By make watching make, make me the weirdo. Thanks, thanks, guys. We didn't make you the weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You know what? You know what? I don't. I don't. I don't have to take this. I have the soundboard. And that means I could do the show myself. <laughs> so no, uh, Usagi uh, goes and sits with Naru for a little bit. And Naru is also like, uh, actually, Jordan, you want to take this one again? Oh, God. <laughs> Who thought I could do it? How does she sound? Serena. Melvin think Melvin's not telling me everything. No, I screwed that one up. That sounded yeah, terrible. Are... <laughs> I am delighted by how terrible they are. And so then Serena's like, oh, of course, you both feel that oh, way. And then Molly's like, what? And she's like, oh, nothing. I, I enjoyed Serena's reassurance of Naru. Like, no, he is definitely not cheating on you. No one else would want that. Yeah. Which pisses her off so bad. And she just walks out on her friend. Yeah, thanks a lot, jerk. I don't know why I thought you'd help. I mean, that's mean, but it's not bad advice. Umino's a creep. <laughs> I, I guess he's a, an alive creep, but he's a creep. I mean, he's he's been a lot better since they they finally got together. She being in a relationship has been very good for Amino. Well, you're forgetting the part where he uh, like wanted to like lynch Amy. That wasn't his fault. <laughs> he, he was, was hypnotized by a monster. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, like, look, all the other stuff he did as a person was, like, really bad. 
but like he's 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 shaped up a lot. He is a. Uh, I, I would say that, that their relationship has been a very positive influence on him. Even though no, she's the abusive one in the relationship, right? Isn't that what we determined? What are you talking about? I do think she's the cat in the relationship. I wouldn't say oh, she's definitely. abusive. Oh, she's the cat. Yeah, definitely. That is not. Like, that is I, not even a question. I mean, I noticed even just watching through this, like. Umino calls her Naruchan, and she still calls him Umino. He is her boyfriend, and she right. is still calling him by his last name. That's right, that's not yeah. his last name. His last name is uh is is Guira. So I she's always calling him by his last name. name. I'm pretty sure? sure Umino's his last name. Let me look him up. Oh wait, maybe it is. Maybe it's maybe Guiro's his first name. Guriyo, yeah, because yeah, Naru Osaka Usagi Sukino Guriyo Umino, yeah, his last name. Oh wow, is Umino. okay. Yeah, she's not even calling her boyfriend by his first name. Uh, but yeah, funny. that might actually be a problem. But yeah, she is. She's she's the dog. He's the cat. That is that's nope. legit. You got it backwards. No, you're right. She's the cat. He's the dog. That's what I meant to say. Usagi is like okay. There's obviously a problem. It, it's the same problem. The, every, this is easy to work out. I'm gonna help. I just gotta. Uh, oh, I know who it can help. Ray, because Ray will be a great help. Because who el- who's great at expressing <laughs> their like romantic feelings in an upfront and very clear way is Rahino, right? Like that, that's who I think we would all go to for advice on how to get these two people to communicate. Do you, do you want to defend her? <laughs> Cause I don't. I don't I, yeah. I would not go to Ray for romantic advice. I'm a little surprised Usagi's going to her for advice at all. Cause I'd think she'd just be afraid she'd be mean. <laughs> That's true, but it's not her. Like, I think if it was about her life, she probably wouldn't. Yeah, that's. But, especially if it was Mamoru. Right, right. I think she would. She's just kind of being like, who's the most together friend I have who, who just will be straightforward and say something? That makes sense. <laughs> that, you know, also, that characterization of Ray actually does make sense. Like, Usagi would definitely see her as the person who is blunt with her communications. I mean, because you'd think she should go to Venus. The guardian of love. The soldier of love. That would make sense. But no. I'm also, I I just am distracted by the, like, unpeeled but uneaten orange sitting in the (laughs) middle of the table. Yes, it's very strange. Is Usagi so worried she's lost her appetite, or did she realize it was fruit and not junk food and she just didn't want it anymore? She just uh, thought it was a chocolate orange. She she just (laughs) sucked the juice out and then spit out the pulp. (laughs) Ew. In the middle of the table? That's gross, Usagi. Well, it's on the it's on the peel at least. It's still gross. Here's, here's so, the thing, though. Usagi should not have had to go to anyone for advice on this. I mean, Usagi should have, of course, because Usagi is a mess. But the the solution here is just talk to your girlfriend. Just like literally, just talk to your girlfriend. <laughs> But I'll yeah. buy that they don't know that because they are teens. Right. Yeah. Well, and the, the scheme that, I mean, listen, yes, we, we just talked about Ray being like the level-headed one, except her plan is kind of dumb. Her plan oh, yeah. is let's get them entered into an affection contest, which sounds creepy. It, thankfully, it's not as creepy as it sounds. That can't possibly be a real thing, can it? That's what, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, well, obviously, we all know about the affection contest and how it's a definitely for real thing. I mean, you, you I compared mean, it to the dating game, which is probably the closest thing to it that exists. I've never watched any of the dating game. I mean, is it these kind of competitions that we're going to see? No. Although, wait, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't mean dating game. I mean the newlywed game. 
Yeah, the, the 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 newlywed game would be what this would be more analogous to. And no, the answer is absolutely no. Uh, but but I would buy like nothing that happens in the affection contest itself that we're going to see is so weird that I don't buy it being a part of a a festival or you know like a, a fun stage show for for okay. people to to gather around. I like. I can I can buy I can buy it on that level. The thing that I just want to like grab Usagi and Ray and like like make sure they understand is that no situation where two people who are in a relationship are having a problem has ever been like made better by having them work through it in public. <laughs> well, or enter a contest to prove that their love is superior to everyone else's. Yeah. Usagi might as well have just been like, oh, if they just have a baby, everything will be fine. Oh, perfect. Uh, and then you missed the fun part of this, is which is Ray. once Ray tells them about, tells her about, uh, and there's this affection contest, Usagi immediately goes, oh, perfect. Me and Mamoru will enter. That's, this whole thing, like, they're, the affection contest and Mamoru, and, or not Mamoru, uh, Naru and Umino's are, argument trouble whatever it is like it's it's all just so middle school like oh i'm getting paranoid about something but i'm not going to talk to my boyfriend yeah let's go enter a contest and prove that we're the best well, i mean somehow be fair, at having a relationship to be fair they are in middle school <laughs> i know but I they know. are but playing that's... against full-grown adults <laughs> That's the other thing, though. It's, it's also <laughs> like, I buy this as actual middle schooler right. behavior, but if you are in middle school watching this, do not take any of this as advice. No, it's terrible advice. So, so again, Yusagi gets excited about the idea that she can enter with Mamoru and win. And, and also, Ray has to go. I'm yeah. really surprised that that doesn't happen. Because well, no. Mamoru's not in this episode, is he? No, I don't think oh, so. I don't think he is. But first of all, I think Mamoru would go, I don't think we can do such a public thing together. <laughs> People will arrest me. <laughs> no, no, um, it's okay. It's uh, She's from the moon. And... Um, but I Ray mean, has to even... talk her out of it, going, no, that'll ruin our plan. The whole point is they're going to win, and that's going to make them in love forever. If you win, you will ruin their relationship, is what she says. <laughs> But also, like, even for age-appropriate couples, isn't PDA not much of a thing in Japan? I, I could I've, be wrong. I could be horribly stereotyping, but that was an impression that I'd gotten. I have we also talked about heard that, that a little bit and on I, I honestly... Uh, on the what episode? Kiss episode. Yes, yes. But, I mean, like, the... I guess they're the, making an exception for the contest? Well, it's, it's the Lover's Park affection contest. So I assume if you're going oh. to Lover's Park, you know what's up. Yeah, that's and that also, also seems like a public health crisis. Well, the other thing is that I think that, I mean, the contest is designed to be slightly <laughs> embarrassing. Sorry, I just realized that what could easily solve this, and it's those 60,000 Sailor Moon condoms. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I should be the one to say it. Uh, that, that's why Yusagi's going. She is going to prevent STDs. So, uh, okay. Ray then tells her. Oh, the only thing is, they have a very limited entry time, so you better hurry. It's first come, first serve. Like, get them get there. And this is basically where, where Yusagi lucks out. 
I uh, I love this too. Like right after it cuts off of Ray, it looks like Usagi's taking them on a training montage. Like they're yes. running up the rocky steps. Yeah, they're <laughs> going up a huge stone staircase, which apparently leads to Lovers Park. Uh, I don't know why they want you to really work for it to get there, but they do. They don't want you to be tired by the time you get to <laughs> Lovers Park <laughs> because it's worth it. <laughs> It's a test of your devotion. How many stairs are you willing to climb to go stand in a park that looks like it's just a big empty lot? So they get there and there's a sign saying the contest is already closed. And the lucky part is she goes, oh, I was trying to enter you into the contest to save your relationship. And then, you know, freeze company wise or, uh, you know, a weird gift of the Magi of some sort. They both have bought secretly bought tickets. That's the thing they were keeping from each other is that they both wanted to enter this contest and bought tickets to it for, or entered in secret. Hey, Jordan, yes. I don't want to like derail the episode or anything. Uh, I just wanted to know if maybe you wanted to explain what three's company is to our listeners who are not 80. Wow. God damn it. <laughs> it was a, it was a it. sex farce. A sitcom, the concept of which was uh, that there were two women with an apartment that were trying to get a third roommate and um, they wanted to have this guy move in. They weren't in a relationship with him, but they just were like, we'll share the house. But the person who owned the house, the landlord, didn't want co-ed people living together. So they said, oh, it's OK. He's gay. And so then from there, every episode is all about weird sexual misunderstandings of people listening at doors and hearing, oh, it's too big. It'll never fit in there. Oh, yes, it will. Just watch. And they're going, oh, my God, what? I, I, I assume I know what's going on there. And there's like a million misunderstandings that are like that. I actually didn't think you would explain it. <laughs> I just I'm thought you would acknowledge the burn and move on. But now nope. by by the laws we have established on this podcast... We now have to do an episode-by-episode Three's Company recap show. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm in. Three's business. Um, Three's Three's business. business. That's perfect. Or company business, which would confuse things even further. Sounds like the most generic corporation. (laughs) Welcome to company business. (laughs) Perfect. Humans are really into business these days. (laughs) Uh, so then Yusagi's like, yeah, you guys should have just talked about it. Oh, really, Yusagi? Is, you, you think so? <sighs> yeah, look, look you, as Yusagi knows, when you have a problem in your relationship, you just keep it a secret and immediately break up with the person. But you keep hanging out with them constantly. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, that's that's what Umino should have done. He's uh, He just breaks up with Naru, doesn't explain why, uh, and then blames it all on ominous future premonitions. Look, and this then their could child have been the return falls out of the sky. Uh, instead, it's the return of Pajama Melvin, because that night we see him doing calisthenics in his pajamas, going to bed early, counting sheep. And by the way, let's talk about the fact that he has a poster of his girlfriend. I yeah, I wanted to talk about that too. Like, do you think Naru knows about that? Because <laughs> I don't think she does. I don't think she's like, been in I his think bedroom. That's no, probably a picture he took of her before they started dating that he blew up to poster size and hung on his wall. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I would completely buy that. This is an aspirational poster. <laughs> it's very strange. So he starts counting sheep. I, I do sympathize with him here because I have this exact same problem. Like, if I need to get up early, I just do not sleep. And that's terrible. Oh, I yes. thought you were going to say that you have the exact same problem where you sometimes buy tickets to an affection contest and then you get really nervous about the hand-holding game that's going to be coming up. What I actually meant was that I just have a giant poster of Naru right above my bed that she doesn't <laughs> know I have. That is a problem. Tell her. That is definitely tell a her communication is key. We just learned this. Those of yeah. you listening who are familiar with this series will be shocked to learn. Oh, we didn't even talk about the giant heart in the middle of the park. There's a giant heart in the middle of the park. Yeah, of course and there's a giant heart in the middle of the park. <laughs> the winners also, of this contest are going to light it up. Also, I just want to say again, now that we've seen a big, like, wide establishing shot, Lover's Park is just a big, empty, open lot. Yeah, no, it's not. There aren't any bushes to sneak cool. behind or anything. I feel like Lover's Park used to be like like John Billingsworth Memorial Park, and he was like a like, like a captain of industry that nobody knew who he was. And the city's like like somebody down at the Parks and Rec office was like, "We got to rebrand this park. No one's come on, going." Come on. How how did you miss the opportunity to call it Maxfield Stanton Park? No, because they would never rename Maxfield Stanton Memorial Park. <laughs> okay, that, okay, we see that, yeah, park, isn't that park all the already time. Named sure, after sure. Him? let's believe it let's believe it the point that i was trying to make was that you will be shocked to learn that the heart that they're going to light up it gets a diamond egg in it yeah okay so i don't remember if it happens here i think it happens the next morning as the affection contest is about to begin but somebody announces i think it might be the mc of the competition is like yeah everybody we've got these lovers and we're gonna find out who has the purest pure heart the best pure heart and i was like oh my god it's a fucking princess contest again yeah (laughs) Um, if we have a pure heart contest we will find the pure heart the next morning the affection contest is about to start umino by the way did not sleep he counted three thousand something sheep Never also, saw. I just want to point out in the establishing shot, like that morning of his bedroom, there oh, is yeah. a guitar in the corner. Oh, Umino is not cool enough to play guitar. Oh yeah. Where did oh, that come from? He does like uh, he plays he plays uh, I don't know Dave Matthews Band covers. Is it for his like guitar riff as Tuxedo Melvin? <laughs> sure. <laughs> just those details that catch my eye. So he's basically like falling over tired. Usagi notices that all of the other scouts are there, um, and this baffles her, but I don't really know why, because they're all friends, so they're like, yeah, we're here because we're friends. And then Amy goes, and I thought I might learn something. Yeah, Amy thought she might learn something. About showing those human emotions. <laughs> well, okay, yes, I will, I will grant you that. But just keep that in mind. Amy is here. Oh, oh yeah, also, I want to... Sorry, again, I'm like a few seconds behind. No problem. Mina's Mrs. Claus jacket? Have we seen that before? <laughs> I don't think we have, and I love it. Do you want to do a quick fashion I... corner here? Sure. Yes. Okay, so we've got, like, we have some serious great looks going on. Yeah? No, they really do. Look at uh, Usagi's, like, uh, bolero jacket that she has. It's really cute. Okay. Usagi says, all right, yeah, yeah. I mean, Ami, uh, moving from Usagi to the left, Ami is uh, dressed like Jessica Fletcher, which could use a little work. Yeah, Uh, Ami's outfit is kind of terrible. Who is Jessica Fletcher? Ah, Uh, Chris, you want to explain Murder, She Wrote? (laughs) 
Uh, Murder, oh, okay. She Wrote was a television show starring Angela Lansbury, where Angela Lansbury was a uh, mystery novelist named Jessica Fletcher, who always found herself investigating real-life murders. And it went on for, like, nine seasons, to the point where there are two episodes uh, where Angela Lansbury is called to the stand at a trial, and the prosecution just reads off a list of murder investigations she has herself been <laughs> suspected of. Chris, how much better would Murder, She Wrote have been if it opened telling us her age and blood type? Oh, amazing. I don't know why every <laughs> show doesn't do that. Ray is basically dressed like Alicia Keys. It's a great, she has like a long, she has like a, a short necklace, a long necklace, a long like pale green jacket over like a black top and a pink skirt. It's like really like flowy and cute. Uh, Is that a skirt? The, the, I think it's a I thought it was yeah. pants. I think it, it might be pants. pants. Yeah. It might be like super high-waisted pants. And and the other thing is it's like, I, I don't know what to call it, but it's like the, it's like the... I'm just going to put a belt around it like it's a potato sack kind of style, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, she doesn't have belt loops. It's just like, uh, there we go. Just a belt over it. It's fine. Uh, that doesn't actually work. That won't keep your pants up. <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't think it would. And then Makoto. I really want to talk about Makoto because Makoto looks, I think, ridiculous. Well, she's wearing... Is she wearing a long a jacket with shorts? She's wearing a green hoodie, a tan suit jacket, and white shorts. Yeah. A tan, a tan, like, business coat with the green hoodie, like, the hood cascading over it. It's preposterous. Yeah, look, it's very preposterous. Uh, it but it feels Minako, like she was working out and then felt like she needed to class it up, so she just threw on a blazer or something. <laughs> yeah. Look, that's the yeah, great thing. That classy tan blazer. You can, down. you can just put it on over a hoodie if you want. I don't, I don't want anyone to wear a tan blazer. Like, that sounds awful to me. But Minako, as, uh, as you said, Christy, is like full-on cute Mrs. Claus. She's very Christmassy, and I love her outfit. It's, uh, that, that jacket comes back a lot, so you are in for some good times. Oh, good. I, I'm glad, because like, I am a fan of this look. This is a, this is a solid look for uh, uh, Minako Aino. So, I, I just googled tan blazer green hoodie, and uh, no one is doing this. No one is wearing this look. <laughs> so I think Jordan. that's for the best. Yes, let's talk. Jordan. Yes. Uh, we know that Umino and, uh, and Naru have entered the contest. We know that Usagi and Memoru are not entering the contest, so they won't no, ruin crazy. Uh, their relationship. Uh, is it just, and then we know there's like going to be just a bunch of like random people, right? Like it's not going to be anybody else that we know, right? Yeah, just a bunch of randos. Because yeah, well, I'll tell you what, can, like, pad things out. it would be really obnoxious if somebody who didn't care about this contest at all was to enter. Yeah, I mean, like, who, like, would, who would do that? Like, even if they were there with someone that they were very clearly romantically involved with. Sure, uh, sure. But then they didn't take it seriously. Yeah, like, that like would be can like, I tell you about, well, you know what, I, I don't know why this thought is occurring to me, but, like, if you thought, if you had an inkling, for example, that whoever wins this will have some sort of pure heart, mm-hmm. and you thought whoever wins this might be a target as a result of that pure heart, mm-hmm. then you definitely wouldn't enter. Cause that would make no sense. Right. You would just want to like, you would just want to like wait it out and see what would happen to the winner. It's like, you wouldn't want to get involved and like tank the contest. Right. You'd screw it up. You would blow the whole thing. And then yeah, who knows if they like, have a pure heart at all. You would be like a terrible sailor scout. If you were a sailor scout and you did that. <laughs> 
Oh wait, uh, a couple of terrible sailor scouts just arrived. <laughs> wait, who's that? Who's that over there? Who's that arriving? The next, uh, the next. Uh, so the next note actually I have is two girls because yes, the sailor scouts and everyone involved freaks out because two girls show up, and how can two girls enter an affection contest? They 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 look they look like they're a couple. Yeah. No, I mean look. To be fair, I think we we all know that they didn't invent lesbians until about 1997, <laughs> if memory serves. They were very new. <laughs> I mean, I, like, you would think, are they going to lean into... I, I can't remember now. Does the... Well, I guess we, we can find out as we look at it again, but th- they don't think that Haruka's a, a, a man, do they? They don't. They don't seem to. I, it's hard to tell because, like, the people, the host of the contest doesn't seem to have an opinion on it either way and puts Haruka with the dudes. Like, and we spent a whole episode talking about how people can't tell Haruka's a woman unless she takes off her jacket. Well, basically, I think he's sorting it by people wearing pants and people showing leg. <laughs> <laughs> because. Showing leg? Yes, because uh, Mishiro is wearing a very tiny skirt. Hey, everybody. I hope you like this show where we uh, we talk about uh, Three's Company and Murder, She Wrote and use the phrase <laughs> showing leg. Uh, this, this great show from the old days. Anyway, so he starts. Oh, and by the way. OK, so he starts his um, spiel, you know, like you said, the thing about the pr- person with the purest hearts will win. Well, real quick, I did actually get the impression that he thought Haruka was a man. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, like I kind of like I kind of got that impression, but I, I I don't know if that's just because like everybody else like this is like everyone else involved is like a a heterosexual couple, and there doesn't seem to be like any question like at like nobody seems to react to to Haruka and Michiru, but like it's. I don't know. Maybe that was just me, but I kind of got that impression that that like Usagi and uh, Minako in in Mishiro and Haruka's first appearance, uh, that you know, a handsome boy that that he thought she was a handsome boy. Well, you might be right. I don't know. I wanted to just like point out that the host of this show starts with the challenge to the audience: "Are you living a life of love?" That is <laughs> that is intense right off the bat. Look, sure you, you go into Lover's Park, you're going to have to be faced <laughs> with some hard questions. All right, here's, here's a true fact for everybody this week. Uh, I got oh. an email from a store that sells backpacks, and okay. uh, it, it is the store where I bought my messenger bag. I'm very happy with it. I'm not going to say it. Like, they have not paid, so I'm not going to say their name. But uh, the subject line of the email that came in last week was, Chris, are you Okay. That was the way they chose to be like, hey, you haven't bought a backpack in a while. Here's a 10% off coupon if you want it. Just be like, hey, Chris, are you okay? And I want to be like, I don't know, backpack store. (laughs) I just don't know anymore. You haven't come in for your weekly backpack fix. Like, people need those to survive, don't they? Chris, if you buy another backpack, they're going to drain your energy. (laughs) Humans are really into carrying these days. Meanwhile, the scouts, uh, Yusagi and um, who? Yusagi and... Who's who's doing the right thing? Is it Jupiter? Yeah, Yusaki and Jupiter cheer for Molly oh. and Melvin. And then all of a sudden, Ray and Venus cheer for Mishiru and Haruka. And they're like, "What? You, you're screwing this up. And then Amy's like, yeah, that's called rooting for the opposition. 
She has yet to learn about human emotions still. <laughs> yeah, but like, again, objectively speaking, which couple do you think has the best chance of making it? <laughs> is it is that is and Mishiru or Naru and Amino? Well, Imuno's not going to find anybody else, so... Well, I mean, I guess we know that they're together in the future when they come back as uh, Dr. Tomoe and... Uh, no. And... <laughs> no. Oh, no. No, False. Naru, no. False. The first game is a game where all the ladies go uh, behind a wall and stick their hands through little heart-shaped holes. And the goal is for the, the men and Haruka to... Be able to tell which one is their lady love's hand. Nothing weird about this one. Nothing <laughs> weird about this one at all. No, no. Uh, no or their best friend's going hand. On here. What What are you suggesting, Chris? Want to explain? Or? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Please go on. So Haruka immediately walks up to one and goes, this is the one. And now this is the part that I don't get. And I'm going to ask you if maybe the dub explains. No, you don't have the dub yet. Hmm. I do not have the dub. Because, yeah, I didn't get this part. So Haruka walks up and goes, yeah, it's this one. And the MC goes, excellent. You, you found it right away. Uh, call, just call out your girlfriend's name and we'll find out. She goes, uh, that's a bit vulgar, isn't it? She goes, that's really vulgar. What, yeah. is that, what does that mean? I have no idea. That, I was going to ask about that, too. That's... I, think, I think she's fucking with him. And I think <laughs> it's... But, oh, I hope so. I think she's, like, dragging him for the, for the presumption that Michiru is her girlfriend. That's the only thing I can but think they of. They entered this, an like, affection contest. Again, they showed up for the contest. Right. Like, if he was like, call out your lover's name in passion, then I would might be like, okay, I see the vulgarness of that. Uh, in, the, in the dub, it was uh, slightly changed. It was, t- it was changed to, um, what's your best friend's name? And Amara says, uh, that's a bit, that's a personal question. That still doesn't make sense, because no, if you've entered really. this contest, I would assume you've given them your names. <laughs> you would think. You would think so. I just also wanted to point out that it's this, uh, during this game, that it cuts back to the crowd, and Amy's just kind of casually wondering, like, oh, maybe they are in that kind of a relationship. Like, that's no big deal. Yeah. And then so, blushes. Um, so Amy, Amy is the only one who's like, oh yeah, they're lesbians, guys. <laughs> Hey, hey everybody. No, 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 Like that's no, 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 no. That's not what she did. She she just realized that they're they're lesbians, and then she blushes. Yeah, why would I wonder why she blushes? I wonder why she blushes. I wonder why. Well, really, really, because... just wondering why. But she's never thought of that before. But that was a possibility. Whole new worlds are opening up in her mind. So, uh, obviously, it, it's true. This is Mich- uh, Mishiru's hand. Hooray, they've won that part of the contest. Yes. Uh, so next up, we have Melvin, uh, who is tasked with picking Naru's hand. And he's freaking out, trying to remember which one it is. And he sees that there's a hand with a pink band-aid. And he remembers that Naru cut her finger. So he grabs that hand and he goes, this is Naru's hand. This is, this is my girlfriend Naru's hand. And I love her. She is an angel. Which is really sweet. Like, I think that's, like, really cute. But then, like, the hand is like, nope, wrong. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not your, uh, I'm not your girlfriend, kid. And then it turns out that Naru cut her hand six months ago. Uh, and there's a moment where she's like, I can't believe he's doing this because of that time I cut my finger. But it is kind of cute that he remembered something that happened so long ago. Uh, and so she has, like, yes. a little, like, 
he's terrible, but uh, maybe he's not that terrible. Just a cute little moment. And I he... mean, also, I don't think you can be that upset with someone for not being able to identify you just by your hand. Mm, I'm trying to think if I could identify my wife by her hand. I mean, obviously, let's assume it's not the hand with our wedding rings on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whew, I don't I don't know. It would it would depend on if I had seen like how she did her nails. Yeah, that's like, did they not allow anyone to wear nail polish <laughs> for this competition? Or jewelry of any kind. Yeah. yeah. But they let someone in with a Band-Aid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone tried to hack the system here. <laughs> Melvin falls to his knees and weeps. And he's upset. And they're like, oh, you're sad. And he goes, this is nothing compared to the hurt Naru must be feeling in her heart. And everybody's kind of like, that's cute, but pathetic, but cute. Oh, and then uh, uh, Haruka flips the bird. <laughs> oh, man, I missed that. Does that happen? <laughs> Uh, she's got her middle finger just, like, pressed against her forehead and all the rest of her fingers down. Also, like, are Haruka and Machiru fighting through this contest? Because Haruka's just, like, rolling her eyes at all of this, and Machiru's like, this is cute and sweet, and why can't you go along with this? Ugh. I mean, not actually in that tone, but... It's just, it's just a like, a typical bickering couple. I think it's wonderful mm-hmm. that he can be so serious. <laughs> it's more than just a game to him. Uh-oh, Chris, you know what happens then? What happens then? Oh, I know what happens then. Uh, for no reason at all, it's our act break. <laughs> yeah. Yes, what that's when you realize you're, what a moment you're halfway thinking. through the episode. There's nothing supernatural practically has happened at all except an egg got planted. The end. So here we are, halfway through the episode. Yeah, like I said, this thing kind of grinds, like, real slow uh, before it, it gets into the good stuff. But when the good stuff starts, it is it is good, good stuff. It is Wait, good, so good has stuff. the good stuff not started yet? I, I mean, I think, like, the, the actual, like, once the, the competition, the affection contest starts, it's it's That fun. already started. Don't interrupt me before I finish Jordan. Oh. Oh, my God. Please, someone finish that soundboard soon. <laughs> oh, damn it! Just send me some clips. So go back to your sentence. Go back to your uh, sentence. No, I think it picks up when the affection contest starts. Because we get, like, some cute stuff between, uh, you know, we get the weird uh, Michiru and uh, Haruka stuff. But, like, where it really starts to get going, I think, is is when we get back from that act break and things just start to get, like, super weird. <laughs> The, I do the, really enjoy the rest of the contests or the competitions. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I'm sad we're not getting a full music video of everyone's love karaoke. Love yeah. karaoke. So, like, because the thing is that that hand holding contest happens essentially in real time. We get back from the commercial and they're like, "Oh wait, we're like halfway through the episode. We gotta speed this up." So Montage. We get a bunch of like really weird stuff. Someone gets clocked with a hammer at one point, like a giant cartoon well, hammer. Oh well, yeah, that, that like uh, yes, yes. They start with the three-legged race of love, mm-hmm. which uh, obviously Amara and Michelle uh, win because they are like super, you know, fit and uh, sailor scouts. Then they do love karaoke, which they also win. Because they're good at everything, as always. Which, yeah, I think uh, that should have well, taken precedence over the hand-holding contest. Yes, that, that would. Have been so uh, much I want to know what this. Watch. I want to know what this song is about. 
what is it, turtles and eggs that, that, that Melvin is singing? I think something that you missed about that three-legged race was that it's not just a three-legged race. It's a uh, race in which they are holding uh, an egg on a tennis racket. And I don't think it's like, yeah, they're holding like an egg or, or some kind of ball on like a tennis racket, which means that when she was uh, doing her lemon juggling, she might have been practicing for this event. That might have been coming. Oh. It wasn't. No, but then she would have okay. to be balancing it on a violin. Yeah. The violin was well, practiced for love like karaoke. A racket. Yeah. So meanwhile, uh, so again, Melvin sings a really dorky song about a turtle egg. And, and she's like, that's the wrong song. And uh, again, Haruka's like, that kid is pathetic. And Mashiro's like, but he has the purest heart. I hope he wins. I hope he wins so that we can tear his heart out of his body and kill him. Yeah. How <laughs> fucked up is that thing to say? I hope he wins and I will help him die. Pretty obnoxious. Uh, so then the they've come to the final is the word for that, I think. I think <laughs> obnoxious might be underselling it just a little bit. Sure, uh, sure. Doesn't it just get on your nerves when someone rips your heart out of your body? <laughs> it's obnoxious. So then they get to the final round. And that's when you learn. And hopefully all the people entering the contest knew this to begin with. Wait, you, you but this is when they. Are you skipping the weird of, disc tower thing? Oh, I, you're right. I, we don't get to hear what about that, that. But yeah, you're right. What yeah, is that? It's like, it's like human Jenga hockey with a mallet. I I want to know more about this game. Melvin's really balanced weird. sitting on top of a tower of multicolored discs. And yeah, Molly knocks one out with a hammer. No idea what that means. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the romance thing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the, pretty romantic. You know, the, the romance thing that we all know about. But then, like I, like I said earlier... This contest is designed to be like just kind of titillating and embarrassing. Um, and so, again, hopefully all the entrants knew this because it turns out all those previous contests did not matter at all. Uh, and they were just there for funsies because then this is the final round and it doesn't matter what points you, you earned so far. Whoever wins this one wins. Yeah. And uh, the, the first person that the MC goes to is uh is haruka and it's a very very simple uh question uh he just goes hey tell her how much you love her and haruka's response in english is shows over which is a pretty like super like like look it is it is cold as ice it is ice cold i mean this is the thing they're dicks in this episode like they're really dicks yeah because it's not only not only does haruka go yeah we just joined this stupid contest for a laugh and now the show's over so you guys can all suck it she specifically says if we stayed in the contest we'd win she says but we're not going to but then she also says the victory should go to true love, which, again, if I were Machiru, I would be super pissed off at her right now. Like, what? This was all a farce to you? And then she yells out, love is everything. And for some reason, that, like, makes a glint in everyone's eye, which I'm like, no, everybody should be going, what? <laughs> I mean, again, not because love is not everything, but because, like, what is this person with this terrible fucking attitude telling me that love is everything and walking out on this contest? Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, the, it is a real jerk move on, uh, on their part. Uh, the next couple, the guy proposes, uh, or it seems like he's proposing, 
but then she she has bad eyesight and she accidentally hugs the the announcer instead. The next one says, oh, "Love is a battle." Say, that, the guy with the scary see through the back of his head thing. Yes. 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 What? Why? No. Why? I really like the couple that proposes. I really like the guy who said uh, their names are, I think, Takeo and Hanako. Like, I think they're like really like they're such weird designs because he's like in this like floppy hat and this jacket and bell bottoms. And he's like really tall. And she's like she's like a a, a cartoon turtle. <laughs> like she has like no she has no neck and she has like this. Like she's weirdly shaped, and then like I I love them. I think they're really cute. So but you yeah. wanted them to win. That's who you would have applauded I did, for. I didn't want them to win. But yeah, then we get a guy who has no back of his head, and it's very upsetting. Yeah, we could when he opens his mouth really wide, you can see the background through it, which is very weird. I but also disturbing is the fact that he says love is a battle, and then tries to attack his girlfriend. I guess we know what they sang for karaoke. Oh, love is a battlefield, of course. <laughs> Yeah, but, and then yeah, she pulls why? out a giant hammer and hits him in the head with it and knocks him out. And then the announcer says, I guess love is perseverance. Okay, what? Uh, yes, great. Or no, the like guy says that. A lot I, of, like, I feel like there might be a lot of uh, maybe uh, Japanese puns going on here that we're not really familiar with. Then we get to our final couple. Well, you know what? Speaking of which, we talked a lot about Fashion Corner. We didn't talk about their Fashion Corner. Uh, oh, yeah. I think now is the time to talk about Umino's ascot. Please, let's do that. Yes, he's dressed like like Thurston Howell III for some reason. I'm that not explaining exactly Gilligan's the, Island. That is exactly what I was going to go to. Jordan, do you want to maybe explain Gilligan's Island? To... I'm not doing that. Okay. I'm not doing that. Okay, yeah. He's wearing a teal suit, white shirt, red ascot, and it's all a little bit too big. I think it's adorable <laughs> that his suit is too big. No, it, it is, and it's great because, like, it's not like cartoonishly big. It's realistically too big. <laughs> it's great. It's not quite. It's not quite Talking Heads big, but it's big. No, no it's not like it's not like silly. It's just like it's, yep, that is what a kid wearing a suit that is too big looks like. It's really it's, cool. It's like one that his mom got for him to grow into. Exactly. And then Molly looks great. White blazer. They coordinated their ascots and scarves together. And Nara's scarf is really cute. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Umino goes to, to turn to Naru and falls down. But then he looks up at her and he says, you're always cheerful and bright like the sun. And she starts, she starts, her eyes start uh, welling up and he says, I'm always so awkward. I may not be the right person for you. He's not. Sometimes I wonder why you stay with me. Maybe it's God's whimsical prank. That's the best part. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. And it's like, okay, here's the thing. A stirring confession of love is always nice. I think we all appreciate that. You know, like, it's, it's, a, it's nice to hear that you are loved and wanted. It is not super great to be like, I don't know why you stay with me. I suck. I'm terrible. Like, this yeah, is not the time. Yeah, that feels very like I'm trying to guilt trip you into not dumping me. Yeah. No, no, I don't think that's the way. He, I mean, he's saying those things, but then he's talking about how great she is. And then he says, well, slightly creepy that he's willing to die for her. Okay. That's a little far. Okay, well, we're 14, so uh, that's I mean, good to yeah, know. Again, this does feel like realistically melodramatic for 14-year-olds, but also, oh my god, you melodramatic 14-year-olds. 
it makes the entire audience cry. Oh, that's the that's the audience cycle that I wanted to point out because this is just like two frames, wavering? yeah, that they're going back and forth between, and it it does not work, and it makes it look like Ray's laughing. <laughs> Um, this is the scene that made me realize, hey, you know who they remind me of as a couple? Louis Tully and Janine Melnitz. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, especially with the accent. Especially in the dub, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So they're, they're them as kids. That's who they grew up to be. You know, I wonder if that, like, I wonder if that's why they got them to use those accents in the, in the dub. Because, that, like, it's a very easy line to draw, I think. It's totally possible. I mean, they knew, I guess they, ah, I wonder if they looked far enough ahead to be like, those two are going to get together. They might not have. Uh, Maybe. One never knows. Probably not. (laughs) But one never knows. So the announcer goes, what do you think of this couple? And everybody goes, yeah, they're the best. And they win. Uh, They win the contest. So it's unanimous, uh, he says. They're the winners. They get to light the heart. They get to light up their love by lighting up the heart. Now, you, it's been a while, so you may have forgotten, mm-hmm. but there's, uh, there's, a, there's an evil diamond egg in that heart. Right. Melvin literally goes, this is the proof that I love her, and then touches the heart, and it turns into a monster and tries to kill them. Let's talk about this monster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk about Die Heart. Ah, uh, she her design is almost awesome, except for the heart on the butt. Yes, the, the, the butt heart. heart. The butt I is, wrote down butt heart. Bad. The heart on the butt is bad. The rest of the design is so weird. I like it. I think it's a very cool, like artsy, fashiony, like outfit to give her, except for the butt heart. The butt heart is terrible. Do, does it look like it's a? A hole cut out that you can see her butt through. No, it doesn't because no. it's not. She has like very, very pale skin and it's very red. Her butt. She heart. has a baboon butt, maybe. Yes. You never know. But I mean, that's what it looks like, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It, you're right. It does. Not ideal. Uh, so, Die Heart, the best name, announces that uh, Umino has a pure heart and Umino goes, damn. <laughs> Because <laughs> he knows what's up. Uh, she shoots some black lightning out of uh, her uh, black star tattoo, which is on her face, and rips out Umino's heart, which is... At which point, the Sailor Scouts just go, yeah, there was a crowd of people here a second ago, but screw it. We're just <laughs> going to transform anyway. Yeah, fuck it. Shit just got real. <laughs> they don't even, like, run and hide or anything. They just transform right there. Nah, no one will pe- remember that there was a crowd watching this a moment ago. Yeah, of course not. Who's going who's gonna to be talking they, about this in depth 20 years later? <laughs> <laughs> they, they went Very to hide true. behind all those trees that are in that park. <laughs> right, right. They, 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 they grabbed the tarp uh, that they just pulled aside and they, they went under it and they transformed. Uh, this is the first time that we've seen the other scouts, like full transformation sequences in a while. And it really kind Aww. of makes me realize that their transformations are still the same as they were in the first season. Whereas Usagi has gotten, I think three different ones for herself. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with them, but it it would be nice (laughs) to get some new ones. Maybe. I love Mina's transformation sequence, especially compared to the others, even though like, you know, these are the same ones we've seen all the time, but this is my first turn to talk about them. 
Uh, but I love, like, the confidence of Mina's. Like, everyone else, they're kind of spinning, and the animation is kind of coy. Like, teehee, we're gonna only hint that they're naked and cover things up. But then Mina's like, I'm just gonna stand here buck naked and let stars surround me. <laughs> like, when the stars are, are wrapping around her to form her outfit, she puts her hand on her hip like she's kind of just waiting it out. <laughs> yes. Like, she's like, yep, which I also, just gonna which have also, my uniform on in a second. I think a great, like... She's been through this more than any of them. She's just like, yep, all right, I know what's up. Transformation time. Yeah, she, she's already over it. That's me, the part of Mina's character that I really like. So all the scouts transform. Uh, Die Heart pulls out uh, Mina's pure heart, which is, of course, a jewel that lives in your chest and may or may not be your soul. And then she and then, gets yelled at by And then Kaori Knight shows up. I, uh, wait, 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 are we? What happened? Was that after the transformation? Am I crazy? What's going uh, Kale on? Kale and I hasn't shown up yet. Oh, okay. All Get right. Together, Jordan. I'm, I'm, Get I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. We're, we're all a little sleepy. That's true. So, uh, so yes, she gives her speech. Then she well, gives a little. And her speech. speech is it involves the phrase "the Cupid, the God of Love, might forgive yeah. you, but I won't." Uh, this is uh, a which speech. Which is a pretty amazing thing. That Sailor Venus should be giving, though, because she's the guardian really of love. Is. It really is. I, I mean, look, Usagi is the guardian of love and justice, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> That's so, true. Venus is the guardian of unjust love? Sure. <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> so then Kaori Knight shows up and says, girls should behave like girls. Yeah, and as this if that is, is helpful in some way. This is the best worst part of this episode. <laughs> This is the hey, best hey. stupid thing to happen in this show in a real long time. Hey, Die Hard, what's your favorite David Bowie song? Uh, the answer is Let's Dance. Oh, I thought you were going like, to... Do, do you want... You know what? Were we you expecting one of us to answer? Because I'm not Die Hard. Let's dance. There we Star go. Starman is... Starman. <laughs> well, there is a Starman waiting in the sky. So, okay. Here's what happens, and here's why it's amazing. Uh, die Hard reaches into her own chest, which is heart-shaped, and I guess pulls out five boys? She pulls out, like, five, like, seeds, I guess, that kind of fly out with green light, plant in the ground, and the next thing, we have, like, a game of fucking mystery date going on, yeah. right? Like, where these five handsome boys show up, and they're all wearing suits. Handsome is a bit of a stretch. terrible. Well, I say handsome because the main one looks kind of like Mamoru, yeah. Okay. But he's wearing a beige suit with a yeah, bolo he's, tie, he's which is the one like look. Knockoff Colonel Sanders outfit. Just FYI, the one in pink is uh, Gambit. I've decided. Yeah, he definitely looks like Gambit. He absolutely looks like Gambit. Uh, and they're like not even—they didn't even finish drawing the dude in the background. Only the <laughs> only beige Colonel Sanders gets like actual lines on his clothes. They're like, "Hey, let's dance." And the scouts all blush, and they're like, yeah, time for a dance party with these boys that just came out of that monster. And they are dancing. Like, they are not like, oh, okay. No, they are, like, boogieing the night away, full-on dancing. Well, some um, of them are. No, all of them except one. Mm, yeah, all of them except still... one. Like, Ami doesn't really seem interested in this whole boy thing. Well, she does say yes when he says, may I? She's very polite. She's just kind of staring at his shoes. Yeah. She's into shoes, I guess. She's shy. Anyway, uh, but here's the thing. All of that didn't matter at all. <laughs> because yeah. 
Then the boys turn into monsters and ensnare them in energy tentacles. The whole thing was a, a one-second distraction. Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> yeah. And also, like, the, the scouts are like, yes, time for a dance party. How stupid are you? <laughs> ten. Ten stupid. Ten, ten stupid? Is, is that on a scale or is that an amount? Sure. Both. Okay. Okay. Like there's because there's no indication that they're being like mesmerized or anything. It's no. just like it's just like look, it just boys, this the power of the party. Yeah, with all of the scouts tied up by these tentacle monsters, Diehart walked over and just backhands Naru. Uh, like Naru, who goes like she's going over a high jump bar from the force of yeah. his backhand. Like, Absolutely, like just arcs perfectly through the air, and Diehart goes. I wonder, to get the- like. It, Naru's been through this so many times if she's just figured out how to go limp to minimize the damage. I don't, th- but th- here, here's the thing. All of I Naru's, guess she doesn't really get beaten up much. Yeah, she doesn't get, like, physically attacked. This is, this is, like, number 30, by the way, for Naru. <laughs> like, direct target for Naru. So Diehard goes to take the, the pure heart, but answering the call from a new era is Sailor Uranus, here to fight with Brilliance. Same Sailor Neptune, <laughs> and uh, and then they shoot one thing and they defeat it. Like the, the, well, b- basically, it's like we wasted all the time on the love contest. We don't have time for a, a, a fight. Also, well, is... right after uh, Neptune and Uranus show up, it cuts to a shot of Diehart and Kalanite flies in, and it like the characters are drawn at a Dutch angle, but the background isn't or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which I love, uh, Kalanite just flying in diagonally. I want to revise my earlier statement. There's some really good animation in this episode, and then there's a bunch of fucking trash that I forgot about. It's... Hang on. Does Uranus kill this monster? Uh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that is unusual. Yeah, world-shaking fucks this thing up. Uh, I think it's... We really skipped over this, though, uh... Something that's very important, I think, in the context of the show. When Kayla Knight shows up, she says, Die Hard, find these girls' dance partners. And Sailor Uranus goes, we'll find our own dance partners. Those boys aren't going to work on us. <laughs> yes. Yep. Oh, in the dub, after they kill uh, uh, Die Hard, uh, Kayla Knight says, uh, it doesn't matter. We can make as many heart snatchers are there are, as there are days in the year. And I was like... Well, that's still a finite number. Yeah, you can make 365? Okay, we'll keep track. <laughs> like, what? I mean, yeah, clearly she meant to say we could just keep making them. But she decided to use something that had a very specific number attached to it. Okay? Uh, but, what, but what if she said it during a leap year? Oh, shit. Then there's a, there's a secret extra one. Or maybe she meant we can make as many uh, as there are days in a year, like, each year. So, like, one a day is what I merely mean. <laughs> we could keep doing this one a day every day. I mean, that would be kind of demoralizing if, uh, yeah. <laughs> if yeah, was, was like, hey, done. good job, guys. See you tomorrow. It's <laughs> your morning heart snatcher. Because <laughs> like, eventually you're just going to be like, hey, can I get the day off? Can you, <laughs> no. can you do like a Mercury Spotlight episode or something? <laughs> yeah, about her pure heart. Uh, so I guess we were wrong because uh, 
because Die Hard isn't dead. Oh. Die Hard just kind of explodes okay. and all the monsters also explode. For a second, I thought that World Shaking like really killed the monster, but Die Hard just shows back up completely whole for no reason and then is also Oh, wait, 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 hold on, Chris. Chris, you you just skipped something super important. Uh, okay. You've skipped the part where they find the talisman in his heart and then we find out what the talismans are for. Uh, oh, did that happen here? Oh, no, wait. They went, oh, this is another one we don't need. Have it fucking back. It's so, a waste of time. You guys haven't uh, watched the third season of Crystal or read this arc of the no. manga, have you? No. No. Okay. Because that's, I mean, this is a, ve- like, a, the whole thing is very, very different. But that's, this was, this is like a rainbow crystal sort of thing. Like, in both the other versions, they know exactly what and where the talismans are. Which yeah, I, I would figure yeah. Yeah, they got although a, wait, really? The anime has got a I just lot of padding out to do. <laughs> I think I remember where some of them are, and I'm kind of going, "How does that work?" Well, whatever. I guess we'll see eventually. So yeah. it's also you guys should really watch at least the third season of Crystal because it's really good. Are they still on three now, or is it past that? I think it's still on three. That sounds like a potential Patreon goal. <laughs> oh, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, you should talk about it because it's that would be fun. But you don't even have to talk about it; just watch it because you'll be doing yourselves a favor. Wow! Like we said, Die Hard just shows back up after literally, like we see her explode, and then she just jumps back that in, way. But then she jumps back into frame and is then immediately destroyed with another finishing move. Uh, in this oh, case, oh yeah, I was just about to say, uh, did, did Die Hard come back with a vengeance? <laughs> well, well done, Jordan. <laughs> I, I support that one. Thank you, thank you. Samuel Jackson was there. Lovely. <laughs> yep, bingo. Also, she is a heart-themed monster. Should uh, like I feel like a heart-themed attack shouldn't do as much to her. Yeah, so you're, you're saying this is this is like Pokemon rules, and she's a heart-type monster. Absolutely. I don't consider Spiral Heart Attack to be so much heart-type as it is. You get hit with a giant object shaped like a heart. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, but then what is, like, what constitutes heart type? Because Die Hard is just pulling stuff out of her chest. Yeah. So, I mean, look, if we start trying to figure out how the, the diamonds work, then we will never get anything done. Yeah, you, somebody somebody else will have to do, like, a taxonomy of, uh, of all Sailor Moon uh, monsters. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Die Hard is legit the worst of them so far because she's like the she's based on a shape (laughs) like we've seen monsters based on cars or or vacuum cleaners but she's just like the concept of a heart (laughs) no it's a giant heart sculpture i mean come on but it's not like it's like just the shape of a heart is the only thing informing her design and like i i still think she looks kind of cool but like she doesn't have she she's no uh, steering. Steering still reigns supreme over every other sure. monster on the show. Steering, uh, she... zoocyte covered in rats, uh, and then uh, everybody else, and then Boxy, Avocadora, and Avocadora, and then everybody else. Uh, I'm not going to be here when you get to her, but I like. I think it's Doorknobder a lot too. <gasps> That's not amazing. <laughs> so speaking of unexplicable things just showing up. Uh, everything just goes back to normal. <laughs> Cut oh, to... yeah, like, nobody is phased at all. The crowd yeah. just is, comes back. 
And they just go, yeah, the couple that won before, just come back in a little bit. We'll get rid of all the, you know, dead people or whatever. I mean, it seems and, like it's immediately after, too. Like, not even taking the time to clean up. Just like, all right, well, everyone uh, come back out of hiding and let's light up this statue. Yeah, they're still wearing the same clothes. Everybody is. The so, more uh, we watch this episode, statue. the more I realize this episode is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just real dumb. That's all. So then uh, everybody's clapping. Uh, and um, Amy says she wishes she... Dot, 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 and then blushes. Yeah. She wishes she could go compete in an affection contest and show her love, share that with the world. She was, she's trying to say, I wish I hadn't lost track of Greg. Uh, no, that is not at all what <laughs> she or anyone would say. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Umino is so happy that he's going to make uh, her, uh, make uh, Molly deep fried lobster. Tomorrow. I mean, it's a change of pace from shrimp at any rate. R.I.P. Molly. R.I.P. Naru. <laughs> and that is the end of the episode. I guess it's time to talk about what we learned from this episode. Christy, we will start with you. What did you learn from this mess? Oh, that's, um, I forgot to write something down that I learned. I learned that I should take better notes. What I learned is that middle school love is the truest and purest love of all. Aww. So true. So true. Well, I'll tell you, you think that. But I learned that that's just God's whimsical prank. <laughs> All of love? Yep. I learned that a super cool thing to do is to enter a contest, dunk on everybody, then bail at the last minute and be like, I could have won. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes you an asshole. An asshole. Uh, <laughs> an an asshole, yes. <laughs> so yeah, this episode is bad. <laughs> it is. It's, it's like super, super dumb. And like, there's, there's a lot of fun and funny stuff going on in it, but watching it, you know, I watched it for the first time right before we started recording and like really had fun with it. And then having to talk about it for an hour was a nightmare. <laughs> No, I had a similar reaction. Like, when I first watched this, when I was looking for, like, oh, what episodes do I want? I was like, oh, this one is fun and ridiculous. And then the more I had to watch it and think about it, the the more I was like, what did I... Why did I pick this? I think it was just the fried shrimp. Yeah, because you love fried shrimp. I do. It's my favorite food, and I eat it every day. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that's our final thoughts on the episode. Just, Just so much, like... Why did they why did they start dancing with the boys? Where did the crowd go to when they transformed? What is an affection contest? Why did they pad out the first half of the episode and then cram everything as fast as they could in the second half? Like it's it's a that, weird that bad last episode. One especially is a really good question because you could have had so much more fun with all those other ridiculous affection contest games. Th- this episode exists because they wanted to show Chris that uh, Dr. Tomo is not Melvin. So yeah, I, I guess that I guess that uh, has destroyed my Tomoe and Carolina fan theory. But yeah, um, I guess that about does it. Uh, Christy, fortunately, you get to come back next week to talk about another episode with an amazing title. But uh, I do. before That's, we wrap up, I am looking forward to that episode. Uh, before we wrap up, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you online? You can find me on Twitter at bunnysaurus underscore rex. 
or on Tumblr at uh, Cobrian Sketches, C-O-B-R-I-E-N Sketches. Is the Bunnysaurus connected to Sailor Moon at all? It's not. Um, I just needed a name, and that was a fun word. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes, Bunnysaurus. <laughs> well, it would be Bunnysaurus Regina, if it's the queen. I'd... Oh, yeah, good point. Yes. Also, she's not a dinosaur, so it's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's not really okay that she's not a dinosaur, but I'll accept it. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. You can find our, our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason, and find out from him about all his other podcasts like The Morphin Grid and Pokemon World Tour and Pokemon World Tour United and The Cool Kids Table, as well as many other things. Hey, speaking of other podcasts, uh, guess what just launched? Uh, what? Probably two weeks ago, as you were hearing this. Uh, Xena Warrior Business, uh, the podcast that I am doing, the spinoff of uh, Sailor Business, where Allison Stock and I watch uh, every episode of Xena Warrior Princess. Sometimes uh, we will have guests on the show, but the first episode is just us going through our history with Xena and then watching her introductory three-episode arc on Hercules, which is also a very bad. Yeah, Allison was telling me, not not a good start. Oh, it's, it's, uh, not to the show, but to, to Xena's character. No, it's a super fun show, and if you enjoy this one, you will probably enjoy that one, particularly if you enjoy uh, Allison's appearances on the show. Jordan, you're going to be on that one eventually as a guest, so start figuring out which episode of Xena you want to come on and talk about. Well... I mean, Allison has told me what one she wants me to come on for, which I'm fine with. I'm happy to be on as often as you need me, as long as I can make Well, which it. one is that? Well, she says the first episode, so. Oh. Oh. You're going to have to fight about it. Fine. <laughs> uh, good times. Well, I look forward to being on there, so there we are. I'll have to see if I can do a Xena cry, but I'm not going to try it right now. Please don't. Please don't. No one needs that in their headphones. You can find this show on Twitter at at Sailor Business, and you can email the show at sailorbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you have anything that you want to talk to us about, any uh, clarifications on things maybe we missed in the episode or didn't know about in the episode, uh, any links to Sailor Moon uh, merchandise, it's, you know, it's the gift giving season is upon us. So if you have any cool Sailor Moon gift ideas, uh, that you want us to see, send it to us at, uh, at Sailor Business on Twitter. We would love to see that stuff. Because, uh, look, I already know what Jordan is getting for uh, his housewarming slash Christmas. But, uh, but we, you know, maybe there'll be something else that finds its way into that box. Uh, oh, goodness. Yeah, um, I'm forgetting what else I do for the rest of the wrap-up because it's very late at night <laughs> compared to when we usually record the show. But I think that's uh, it. Just tell them the name of the episode. Hey, Chris, you forgot to tell them where they could find you. So that's the ISB on Twitter. The dash ISB is your website and has links to all your stuff, including your comicsology page, which is where you can get Radical Guardian Skater X, which is awesome. Or maybe X-Men 92, which you can also buy at a comic book store. And you should because it's a really good comic. That does it for Sailor Moon episode 95. We will be back in our next episode which has the truly amazing title, Cold-Hearted Uranus. <laughs> Makoto nice. in Danger. Nice. It's going to be a good one. Do you remember how to end the show, Jordan? <laughs> oh, I just thought you were going to say something else. Nope, that is so. what I say. I say the name of the episode that we're going to watch next. Sometimes you say more than that. Like this time, we're talking a little bit about how the show ends. It's fun. 
That's some behind-the-scenes banter for you, audience. And until next time, keep your mind on sailor business. I said we're dropping out of the contest. It was all a joke. But, but, uh, what do you mean? We entered the silly true affection contest as a practical joke. We never meant to make fun of real couples in love. But now it looks like we might win it. We're stepping out in favor of love. Real love should win. Because real love dwells in pure hearts. Come on, let's go. Goodbye and goodbye.